Welcome to Torah Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Sarah Shafrin, and today we will be studying Sefer Nacham Perak Bez. All three chapters of Sefer Nacham are about the destruction of Ashur, with a different focus in each Perak. Perak Bez starts off with more detail about what the downfall of Ashur means for the Jewish people, and then discusses the city of Nineveh and what will happen once it is destroyed. Although Sefer Nacham really focuses on Ashur very much, there are still messages for us to be gleaned from the text. This savor does not address the question that might arise in your mind. Just as we were sad for Nineveh to be saved during the time of Yonah because Yonah foresaw that Nineveh would be responsible for the exile of the ten tribes, are we not sad to see the rise of Bavel, who will eventually destroy the Bishamikdash? This question will come up later on in Treyasar. Nahum is part of a group of three, Nahum, Chavakuk, and Sephania. There is one half Torah from Chavakuk, and the other two do not have half Torah. These three Nevi'im are likely the least known Nevi'im from Tanakh. The other Nevi'im of Treyasar lived during the time of Chizkiyahu, but these three had their Nevi'ah during Menashe, Amon, and possibly even during Yoshiyahu. The Nevi'im tried over and over to get B'nai Israel to do tshuva. We see that they were not very effective. This can be discouraging for us. We know that they were not only speaking to B'nai Israel then, but that their message is meant for us as well. Nahum's Nevi'ah contains an underlying message that after having an evil king, there is a Melech Tzadik who rises from time to time, and that those kings were very much affected by the Nevi'im of their times. Chizkiyahu, for example, was very much affected by Yeshayahu, the Navi of his time. Yoshiyahu was affected by Yirmiyahu. Yoshiyahu was affected by other Nevi'im as well, although those Nevi'im are not named in Tanakh, neither in Sefer Malachim nor in Divrei Hayamim. The Nevi'im that are not named are likely Nachum, Chavakuk, and Sephania. One of the lessons we learn from this historical reference is that we should not be discouraged by the time of the Nevi'im Achronim. We can see that the Nevi'im actually were effective. Now let's look at the text. Pasuk Aleph. Hinei al heharim raglei mevaser mashmiya shalom. Chagi Yehuda chagayich. Shalmi nedarayich. Ki lo yosif od la'avor bach bliya'al kulo nechras. Behold on the hills the footsteps of a herald announcing good fortune. Celebrate your festivals, O Yehuda. Fulfill your vows. Never again shall scoundrels invade you. They have totally vanished. Pasuk Beis, Allah mefitz al panayich, natsur mitzura, tzapei derech, chazik masnayim, ameitz koach me'od. A shatterer has come up against you. Man the guard posts. Watch the road. Steady your loins. Brace all your strength. When someone wants to bring good news, they would want to call it from the mountaintops. Nahum is bringing the good news of the death of Sancheirev and the peace that followed. There is some dispute about how this works chronologically, since most hold that Sancheirev died several decades before Nahum's nevuah. In that case, this nevuah is about a past event and how it will affect the future salvation of the Jewish people. The news is for Yehuda. They will be saved from Ashur. When we see that our enemy has fallen... We should change ourselves and come closer to Hashem in recognition of the events that have come from Hashem. Celebrate your holidays, Yehuda. Bring the korbanos for the holidays. You can go to the base of Mikdash and fulfill the nidarim you made when you were afraid to go during the advances of Ashur. On the city, the Belia'al, the evil one, which is the same appellation given to Sancheirev in Perak Aleph, the Belia'al will no longer pass through you, for your enemy is completely cut down. The one who caused scattering among his enemies is now besieged and cannot scatter. The army of Ashur was looking happily down the road toward Yerushalayim. Sancheirev waved his hands toward Zion and said, I will be there tomorrow. But tomorrow never came for him. 
Nachum addresses the Jewish people at the end of Pasuk Beis and tells them, Hazek Masnayim Amitz Koach Me'od. Rashi explains that the strength they should gather is not only physical power, but also strength in their emuna, in their faith in Hashem, now that they have seen the salvation come about. Remember, the Jewish people of Nahum's time are under the strong influence of Ashur, as he refers to the past downfall of Sancheirev, as well as the future total destruction of the kingdom of Ashur. He reminds the Jewish people to strengthen their faith in Hashem. This phrase, Chazek Masnaim Amitz Koach, Reminds me of a song we sing almost every Shabbos. Can you call it? A song that begins with the words, Hayom nechba livne emunim, zehirim l'shamro avosuvanim. The Shabbos day is honored by bnei emunim, those who are strong in their faith. And in a later stanza, when discussing how the nation of Hashem received the commandment of Shabbos, it says, Diber bekacho behar hamor, yom hashavii zachor v'shamor, v'chol pikudav yachad ligmor, chazek masnayim v'amitz koach. Huh? You, we strengthened ourselves to accept the mitzvah of Shabbos. And the chorus goes on to say, Yona matzah vomanoach. Maybe this Shabbos number has a hidden meaning in light of our studies of Sefer Nacham. Perhaps on some level, we see that Yona Hanavi found comfort in the nevuah of Nacham. Pasuk Yimel, Ki shav Hashem es geon Yaakov ki geon Yisrael ki v'kakum bokikim huz morehem shichesu. For Hashem has restored the pride of Yaakov as well as the pride of Yisrael, though marauders have laid them waste and ravaged their branches or their land. In the words v'kakum bokikim, you can hear the kakaka sound of the swords clanging and the chariots rushing. Even a modern reading of these words has an echo of bullets or bombs. We know that Yaakov has two names, his birth name Yaakov and the name given to him by the Malach and later by Hashem, Yisrael. Yaakov connotes heel, when Yaakov is at a lower level or falling behind, and Yisrael has the root Sar, which means minister or ruler, which, has, which is his stronger name. Chazal interpret Yaakov as a reference to the northern kingdom, and Yisrael as a reference to the southern kingdom. In that case, this pasuk hints to the promise that the ten tribes that have been laid to waste and ravaged, as it says in the pasuk, will be returned to glory as the glory of the level of the southern kingdom. All of Yisrael will be returned and united. The next two psukim describe an army that is ready for battle. Rashi and Radak agree that the army here is that of Nebuchadnezzar, who is ready to attack and destroy Ashur. There are those who say that it is actually describing the army of Ashur and is explaining why this savage army deserved to be destroyed. In any event, it's not us, but rather our enemies. Pasuk Dalit, Magain giburei humei adam, Anshechayo mesulaim ba'ish palados, Harechad b'yom hechino, V'habroshim har'alu. His warrior shields are painted red. All the soldiers are clothed in crimson. The chariots are like flaming torches. On the day of battle, the chariots are made ready. The arrows of cypress wood are poisoned. The word pilados only appears once in the entire Tanakh. This word is defined by Chazal as being equivalent to lapidos, which appears in the next Pasuk, so it means fiery. Sefer Nachum has many words that appear only once in Tanakh, where he flips letters around for the purpose of alliteration and for his poetic purposes. Their shields were painted red, ready for murder, ready to be covered with blood. Their warriors are all fired up as they prepare for war. Their spears made of cypress wood were dipped at the end into poison so that they would poison their victims even when they struck them. Pasuk hey, Bachutzos yisholalu harechev, yishtak shekun barchovos, mar ehen kalapidim, kabrakim yerotzeitzu. 
Their chariots dash about frenzied in the fields. They rush through the meadows. They appear like torches. They race like streaks of lightning. They rush in a frenzy, eager to be part of the war. They appear like torches in their passion for war. This word, yishtak shikun, you can hear the shaka shaka of the wheels of the chariots. This is also a word that never appears anywhere else in Tanakh. But as a parallel to the opening phrase of the Pasuk, we can see its meaning and its poetic purpose. Pasuk Vav describes Ashur's reaction to the advance. Yizkor adirav, yikashlu bahalichasam, yimaharu chomasa, v'huchan hasochich. He commands his burly men, they stumble as they advance. They hasten up to her wall, where wheeled shelters are set up. The general will start to gather his men, even his mercenaries from other countries who want to join in the fighting. But they will stumble. They will rush to defend the city, but they will have to find shelter in a fortified area along the wall. Pasuk Zion, niftahu namog. The floodgates are opened and the palace is deluged. The Mabim says that this is referring to the flood in the city from when the river Chidekel overflowed. The magicians foretold that something terrible will happen if the river overflows. The result of the river overflowing was that the army's next battle campaign became blocked off. And this led to Pasuk Ches, V'hutsav, Gulasa, Ho'alasa, V'amhoseha, Manhagos, Kekol Yonim, Misofefos, Alevavehen. And Hutsav is exiled and carried away while her handmaidens moan or escort her and as with voices of doves beating their breasts. The uh sound that repeats three times in the beginning of the Pasuk, the Hutsav, Gulasa, Ho'alasa, gives an impression of a beating sound. Uh, 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 echoed by the actual beating on the breast at the end of the Pasuk, Misofafos alavavehen. Who is Hutsav? It says, Hutsav is exiled. Ibn Ezra and Abarbanel both explain that this was the name of the Assyrian queen. This, again, is referring to when the king built a pyre and burned the queen along with her maidservants. However, Ibn Kaspi points out that Nahum did not record any other names in his sefer, not the king of Ashur and not even Manasseh. Why would Nahum record the name of an evil queen? So there are other opinions who give a translation for the word Hutsav. This could mean the inner jewel, the center, from the word Nitzav, to stand up. So that which is usually standing at the center of the city is revealed, Gulasa. This is a reference to the palace as the center of the capital city and its destruction. Pasuk Tess. V'ninve chivrechas mayim, mimehi, v'hema nasim, imdu amodu, v'ein mafne. Ninve has been like a pool of water from earliest times. Now they flee. Stop, stop, call the enemies. We want to capture you. But none can turn them back. Remember that Ninveh in Assyrian means city of the fish, which was the irony of Sefer Yonah. But it was named thus for its status as port city and likely for its fishing industry. Ninveh had used its access to water to become the most powerful city in the world, but that same water is what brought the catastrophe that decimated the city. Pasuk Yod, Bozu chasef, Bozu zahav, Ve'ein keitzeh latchuna, Kavod mikol klechanda. The enemies of Ashur come in and take their gold and silver, but there is no end to their treasures. This is hinting to the fact that the enemies wanted to plunder both their wealth and their arrogance. Pasukid Aleph, Buka umvuka umvulaka, Vilev names ufik birkayim, Fechal chala bechol masnayim, Hufnei chulam kibtsu faror. Desolation, devastation, and destruction. Spirits sink, knees buckle, all loins tremble, all faces turn ashen. 
Buka, umvuka, umvulaka, ooh, 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 can perhaps be hinting to the sounds of the people of Ashur as they become so afraid that they are surrounded by the river overflowing and by their enemy overtaking them. Their knees buckle in fear and their loins tremble. One opinion says that this means that they got diarrhea from their fear and their faces are ashen. They used to look like torches, but now they look like ashes. Psukim Yud Beis and Yud Gimel. What has become of that lion's den, that pasture cave of great beasts, where lion and lion's breed walked, and lion's cub with none to disturb them? Where is the lion that tore victims for his cubs and strangled for his lionesses and filled his lairs with prey and and his dens with mangled flesh? One of the symbols of power in Ashur was lions. It was common for lions to adorn the doorways of palaces and important buildings in Ashur. Sounds like a lion is killing its own cubs in the Pasuk. Mabam says the king killed his own children on the pyre. He strangled them in the fire through smoke the people being killed are called teref. A trafe animal is one that was not killed properly. How can it be that the king turns on his own family in the midst of being defeated within nature? The king went crazy with his arrogance. He had an inverse display of self-possession. His expression of his own defeat took expression in his killing his own wife and children on a pyre. Pasuk Yodalid. Hineni elayich neum Hashem tzvakos. Vehiv arti ve'ashan rikhba. I am going to deal with you, declares Hashem, the Lord of hosts. This is the military name of Hashem. I will burn down her chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your great beasts. I will stamp out your killings from the earth, and the sound of your messengers devouring shall be heard no more. Hashem states, I am on your case. And the very end of the Pesach, V'lo od kol malachecha. The sounds of your messengers shall be heard no more. Metsudas David said that this word malachecha is a combination of melech and malachim, kings and messengers. One of the tactics that Ashur used, which we see in Sefer Malachim and in Yeshayahu, was that the king would send messengers ahead of his attack on the city, and the messenger would speak in a way that would bring fear into the hearts of the people of that city. Here we see that Hashem is doing the same thing. Hashem says, Hineni elayich. Hashem is hinting to a future third attack on Ashur that will be permanent. And this time, Hashem is the one delivering a message in advance of the attack. When the Jewish people see the fall of Ashur, they should be reminded that Hashem is on their side. This should in turn inspire tshuva in the Jewish people. We see later on that there was a Horban of the Beis HaMikdash. This is a result of Menasha and his strong influence of Avodah Zarah. Despite the promises of the Nevi'im, there was a failure on the part of Bnei Yisrael. In Yonah, Ninveh is referred to as Ir HaGadolah, which is a hint to their need to dominate, to be the greatest, a hint to their arrogance. This parak discusses Ashur's self-assurance. They thought they were so strong and powerful. Nacham's nevuah is meant to put them in their place for good. Thank you for studying together. Le'iloi nishmas, Riva Bat Alexander Sender.